Hey MWs, it's Melissa and Stephanie Carcace, two sisters and the founders of Millennial Women and your hosts of Millennial Women Talk. Welcome to Nashville's recap episode. Ooh, Nashville's recap episode. My God, that sounds so insane. I can't believe we're here. We're here. Like our tour is pretty much done actually for 2018 with Nashville. Um, how are you feeling, Steph? Um, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling a bit in a whirlwind. I yeah. feel um, it's almost surreal, no? It's a little I, crazy. Yeah, definitely crazy in the sense that um, I would have never thought that this was going to happen, actually <laughs> happen. And it did. And it feels so great. Um, I feel accomplished. Mm-hmm. But yet still so much more to do. There's so much work to be done. Yeah. I think that this I think that this tour was definitely necessary for us. I think we needed to to take that leap. We needed to yep. start, um, which was very scary Super in the beginning. Scary. And just the fact that we're pretty much done with the tour, with the exception of, you know, the Miami closeout. Mm-hmm. It's kind of insane. You know, I was looking at the the presentation uh that Diana put together for Miami's event and I was seeing the picture city by city, and yeah. I'm like, whoa. What did we do? <laughs> what did we do? And we did four cities in one year, and, you know, it doesn't sound like a lot, but right. but it kind of is in a way. Yeah. I mean, it was our first go-around, so yeah. we had um, really no expectations. We yeah. had our hopes and dreams for it and our goals, and we were definitely working towards them. But the ultimate goal was just to go into these cities and truly speak with these women from these cities and uncover the challenges that they were facing, as well as connecting with them and sharing our perspectives, because fundamentally, we're all so much more like than we are different. And I know I say this a million times, <laughs> but it's so true. And so it was very interesting, the different mm-hmm. um, energies and vibes of women in each city. Mm-hmm. But bringing it to Nashville was so incredible, because these women, I mean, you always hear about Nashville in the sense of country music. Right. And it is such an artsy city, which I felt so in my element (laughs) because I do come from a music background. So I was just in awe of the city, so much talent. And then these incredible women and the conversations that we had. I mean, I remember leaving Nashville feeling so internally fulfilled. A hundred percent. I felt the same way. It's so funny. Um, I don't want to take this line from you. Because you had said something really special when we got back from Nashville. But you had said that I feel like I could dream again. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in our mentor episode, mm-hmm. which we'll be recapping in a second, <laughs> um, I left that that specific podcast recording feeling like that. Oh, yeah. That mentor and, episode. Um, well, let's wow. get into it. Let's, <laughs> so first, let's take it to, to the first. Um, we always like to take you guys on the plane ride. <laughs> on the plane ride, yes. Because that's always like, that's always like where the anxiety really, really kicks in. You know, when we travel to these cities, we never know what to expect. You know, mm-hmm. we I, we don't really, it's not that we don't have friends. We do have friends. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like we pretty much go there with not knowing anybody. Yeah, for sure. So everything is super brand new and it's fresh. No expectations, like how you said. And for some reason, that day, I was so anxious. Oh, yes. Okay. I was I so do anxious. I remember now. Remember? You were crying. I was crying. Yeah. I was. I had anxiety through the roof. And I'm oh, like, I remember. why is this happening to me? I don't understand. And 
it's so crazy. We flew, for some reason, in Miami, I guess since it's such a close right. trip, you know, or a short trip from Miami to Nashville, we go on these much smaller planes, which are like the ones that you go to like the Bahamas in. Yes, they were tiny, Super little tiny. tube. Place. Yeah, like single row and then like yeah. another single to double row. Uh, it's just super strange. But anyway, we had to walk to the plane like right. on the runway. And I just got this humongous just anxiety almost attack. And I actually remembered Amber Ray. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, because I remember in her book she talks about when you have anxiety, worry, fear, etc. Look at it in the face. Be like, hey, we're coming along for the ride. Right. And it should go away. And let me tell you that that worked. Because, like, for the second that I realized that I was anxious and I stared at it in the face, and I was like, listen, anxiety, whether you like it or not, we're getting on this plane and we're going to Nashville. So it is what it is. The second that I said that to myself internally, it went away. Mm. I was totally fine. Mm. Um, But that was such a great lesson learned because I was excited that we picked that up from one of our, you know, thought leaders. Yeah, it was a lesson learned. Such a lesson learned. And it really proved to help you. Yeah, Wow, I had forgotten about that. This is true. And I do remember now that you're bringing it up, on the plane ride, you know, obviously we always sit next to each other. (laughs) And we were on the last row of this plane, um, very tiny, as Mel says. And and so we were on this last, the last row of the plane, and I definitely felt your energy very anxious. And I was playing my sister role and being like, Tata, because I do call my sister (laughs) Melissa Tata. I was like, Tata, it's going to be okay. And, you know, we should be enjoying this. Right. I do remember saying that we should be enjoying this. We shouldn't feel stressed or like we're not working hard enough to achieve, you know, this um, grand ambition that we have of bringing women together and, All these things that run into your mind when you're building a business, when you're running events, when, you know, all the technical things that go into recording a podcast as well. And so, you know, I I remember saying, look, like we already did everything that we had to do and we're already on the plane. And so now it's time to actually enjoy it. Enjoy this process. It would really, really be so unfortunate if we look back at this time in our lives and be like, wow, we were just so mm. stressed all the time instead mm. of enjoying the journey how we truly believe. Exactly. You know, because it's very easy to say enjoy the journey, but to really practice it because it's it's another story. Right. And so I felt at that moment, I remember looking at you and saying, we need to enjoy right. the journey. Like, we need to enjoy this moment. Like, look at all that we've done in such right. a short period of time. And it would be very unfortunate. We'll probably regret it. If we don't snap out of, like, all of the natural worries and anxieties that come in doing something so ambitious and just actually step back and enjoy it. Exactly. I know. And that really helped a lot. And plus, this is the first time that we were going to Nashville. We've always wanted to go. So it's like what you said, definitely. And I'm so glad that I was able to change my mindset with with sort of using Amber's advice and your advice Mm -hmm. because – Honestly, you guys, like, I never, I did not want to leave Nashville. Like, I loved yeah. Nashville so much. It's such a beautiful city. It's a beautiful city, and really, the women are amazing. What's so funny is, like, we literally landed. We went straight to our hotel, to the Sobro Guest House, which, by the way, 
Ladies, if you did not get a room while you were in Nashville, the coupon still stands for an entire year. An entire year? You、yeah. totally heard us right. It's amazing. And the hotel is so adorable. And it was great for us because this was the first time that we traveled with team members.、Mm-hmm. So we traveled with our beautiful and wonderful photographer, Annabelle. And Diana came with us as well. So it was really convenient to have our team there because we had a kitchen and we had.、Right. You know, a living room, and it was super comfortable. But we got to record a contributor's roundtable inside of our room in the kitchen table, which was so appropriate for Nashville because it was so casual and chill and relaxed. Yes. We had guacamole and chips, lemon <laughs> water, and we had this incredible conversation with these three amazing women from Nashville. Yeah. Kaylee Dickerson. She is the wife of Russell Dickerson, country artist. Um, Hannah Seymour, who happens to be her sister in law, which I didn't know till closer to the episode of the podcast, which, which is, is kind of crazy. Super funny because、yeah. we had reached out to these two amazing women just because we thought they were amazing,、yeah. and they actually ended up being sister in laws. <laughs> so I don't know if that's a natural thing in Nashville, <laughs> but they did end up being sister in laws, and I thought that was really cool. It was amazing. And then we had Courtney Edmondson, who, guys, this is so funny. So we, we did not. So basically, when Steph and I are looking for our contributors, thought leaders, or mentors, like we really take our time to pick the women. And we did not have a third contributor、mm-hmm. for Nashville. So we were just going to say, okay, well, it's just going to be Hannah and Kaylee, and, and it's fine. Which in LA, we just did two women as well. So it was fine. But that's so we left out on Monday. That Sunday, I came across Courtney's profile,、mm-hmm. and something spoke to me about like click to see her website. Right. And This woman is just unbelievable, and her story and sort of her personal journey with childhood trauma and relationships fit so well to what we were going to speak about、mm-hmm. in the roundtable. And I sent her a DM, and I'm like, "This sounds crazy." By the way, hi, I'm Alyssa. <laughs> This is going to sound really nuts, but are you available tomorrow at four o'clock in the afternoon in Nashville? And she's like, "Let me move a couple things around. I'll get back to you." And sure enough, around nine o'clock that Sunday night, Eastern Standard Time, she confirmed, and we had our third contributor. But. This episode, Steph. I mean, what did you think about it? So I thought so many different things. First off, I just have to mention that Nashville women make you feel like you've been friends forever. Forever. It's it's just this natural acceptance. There's no, well, who are you and what are your intentions, kind of thing. It's literally just like we're friends. You're a woman. I'm a woman, and we're gonna talk, and we're gonna talk about relationships,、yeah. and that we definitely did. Um, what I loved most about this episode was the topic relationships. I think it's something that us women and as humans in general, we we're emotional beings,、mm-hmm. and relationships are everything. Whether it be the relationships with our family or our friends, the relationship with ourselves, but in this topic, we really focused on relationships with a significant other. And that's such an important topic to actually talk about because there's so many blurred lines right now. What is a healthy relationship?、Right. What is an unhealthy relationship? And just kind of the mindset of how you should actually conduct your relationships、right. with your significant other. And there's so many different ideas. And ultimately, it definitely falls into the individual couples、mm-hmm. um, and what works for them. But it's interesting to hear the perspectives of these three different women 
and and with their significant others and how they conduct the relationships. Um, And I thought that that was very interesting. It was a great episode. I think one thing I definitely learned was that relationships are not, they're not black and white. There's a lot of different types of relationships. And that made me feel good because sometimes you feel like you're the only person obviously going through a certain thing. But then when you realize that, because all those ladies have successful relationships Mm -hmm. now, you know, but they definitely had a journey to get there. Right. And in order for you to have successful relationships, what I have seen is that both parties really have to be whole and they have to be centered people. They have to love themselves. Like there's a lot of like qualities that you need to have. For sure. Before you commit to somebody else. Yeah. But I also think that one of the things that stood out to me within these three women was the common denominator was being friends with their significant other, Mm -hmm. which I thought was very powerful because I think sometimes we get caught up in romantic relationships, the romance part, you know, and the, the feel good, the, the, the lust part of it. And then comes the love and then comes the not so great seasons that individual people go through and then the romance fizzles and all the love and the lust it's just not that season but if you have a friend now it becomes something different because when I often think about what are the longest lasting relationships in my life I often think about my family members and some friends Mm -hmm. and so you think about why why is that why do romantic relationships fizzle or are just such a short amount of time usually in your life. And then your friends and your family relationships, those last if if pretty much forever. Forever. Right? Yeah, for you know, time. I mean there's exceptions, of course, but for the most part, your strongest relationships always lie with your friends and your family. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was such an interesting point that these three women made was that their relationship with their significant others Definitely is a lot of romance, but at the foreground, they all started their relationships actually being friends first. Yeah. Well, that was super interesting to me, too, because I never thought about it like that. Right. Um, Well, I don't think that's how it shows in the movie. (laughs) And this is a disclaimer, but I'm a complete hopeless romantic. And so for me, it's like, you know, the sparks fly and you're off in the carriage and happily ever after. (laughs) So, so I thought. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a journey, but I, I love how each of the women really gave something very distinct and different within the relationships. And they all didn't just start off like right off the bat, super successful. You know, they definitely had their journeys. So what's interesting about Courtney's story is, you know, you should never be with somebody to take care of them. Mm-hmm. You know, if the person is broken, they have to do that work on their own. Like it's not our job to fix anybody. You know, can't be that caretaker all the time. You can support it. Though. You can support it, but exactly. you can't save that person. Exactly. They have to do the work. Right. You know, we can't do the work for them. It's almost like I guess parents and children. It's mm-hmm. like they have to. Your kids have to live your their life, make the mistakes. The parent can't live the life for you to avoid all the mistakes. Like it just right. can't happen. But I love what you just said right now because it's true. It's supporting them. Supporting them through that journey, through that process of them healing themselves. But you can't fix them. So one of the things that Courtney said that I thought was very interesting was that she said that naturally as women, we are often attracted Mm -hmm. to brokenness. And I thought that was really interesting because it actually related to me. I found myself having patterns of that within my own personal relationships. But what you were saying about 
supporting that person through their healing process is very different than being with a person trying to support them, but they're not right. even realizing right. that they have an issue or that they're broken. Or So it's it's a two different distinct situation. It's You can definitely support your partner while they're healing, but you can't support a partner that doesn't even realize that they are broken. Mm. And so I think it's up to us as women in relationships is to really distinguish the two yeah be aware of the situation and and distinguish the two i like that you said that it's to see that difference you know also what i loved about kaylee was their journey right when russell Mm -hmm. was trying to make it in the music industry as a country artist and there were newlyweds and i think she had said they made what like twelve thousand dollars in that one year that they were married and you know as a couple one of the biggest challenges and I have heard this many times with divorce rates and stuff. It's finances, right? right? And I feel like finances really put a lot of stress into a lot of people when you have bills and a house and all this stuff. And especially when you're married. I mean, mm-hmm. the first year is like supposed to be this whole honeymoon stage. And here you guys are on this brand new, beautiful path. Right. And you're struggling. Mm-hmm. And your husband's got this incredible dream. And you're supporting him. And what's so great about Kaylee that I love is like, she's so resourceful. Mm-hmm. Like she filmed his music video. And she travels with him. And she does the merch stand and well, all that stuff. She's the ultimate partner. She's the ultimate partner. And I think that sometimes I, what I loved about her story was sometimes as women, right? You know, you have to be a team player. I believe that really successful couples have to be team members. For each other. For each other. And she's aware, like, right now it's his time, and she's supporting him, and she's, like, mm-hmm. his biggest cheerleader, and she's, like, whatever you need. And then when it's her time, he's going to go ahead and make that switch, too. Yeah. And that's that team effort is so admirable with them, and that's something that I really love to see, and I'm just, like, that's so beautiful. And they struggled, but they stuck it out as a team, as a couple, mm-hmm. like, none of them, like, backed out in this journey at all. And I thought that that was really awesome because – In any career, it doesn't have to be just entertainment. You know, when you get married, it's like, you don't know. Your partner has these, like, amazing dreams. Right. Everybody's got amazing dreams. And you have to be able to support each other. You can't have a successful relationship without support. You just can't. No, definitely not. I mean, support is everything, especially from your partner. That's the person that's Mm -hmm. supposed to be next to you, riding with you. So I love that she shared that, you know, that it wasn't always, like, I'm the wife of Russell Dickerson. You know what I mean? It was like, I'm the wife of Russell Dickerson and we're doing this together. I also love that she mentioned that they pray together. Yeah. I thought that was so beautiful, you know? Um, And just how they met is such a funny story. And also she mentioned, like the other women, that they started off as friends. Friends off as first. Yep. I know. It's so interesting because even Hannah, so funny story, Kaylee had met Hannah. I think Hannah was working at the university where she was at and she was like, you're going to marry my brother. And she's like, what? Literally, (laughs) they had never met before. It was like the first time, but they like really instantly had a connection. And she was like, you're just going to marry my brother. And then when they, when she introduced them, like Hannah wanted nothing to do with her brother. I think they went like on one date and then didn't see each other for like a year or two or something like that, which was crazy. But it's so crazy, you know? And what I love about Hannah is her spirit. She's Mm -hmm. a very strong strong, confident woman. Mm -hmm. Like when Hannah walks in the room, you can feel her presence. Right. You know, she's just got this beautiful aura about her. And she wrote this great book, The College Girl Survival Guide, Mm -hmm. because what I think is really great is that she, um, she really supports the college girl process and the journey of what you're going through. Cause she's been there. 
And she's worked also at university. So it's almost like giving you this piece of advice that, hey, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. But I don't think she, you know, she expressed that she never thought that she would ever be married and have a baby. And now she's got both. And yeah. she wrote a book and she's an author. Like, I think Hannah's such a great example of riding the wave of life. Literally, like, just and letting the life happen to you. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's magic. Magic can happen if you allow it to happen. Mm. So you prepare, you set your goals, you set your intentions, you work hard, and then you leave room for that magic. Yep. And Hannah definitely gives that off. You know, she had her dreams, she had her goals, she had her intentions, and she was working hard, she was fulfilling them. And then when the time was right for her, it happened. Mm -hmm. And I actually thought it was amazing, too, that she actually encourages, hey, have a baby when you're 30. Yeah. And I thought that was so... No, get married too when you were th when she was thirty. She didn't get married till she was thirty, which yeah. is that blog post why we brought her on the podcast. Because I was yeah. like, that's so interesting. Yeah, she's interesting for sure. Honestly, one of the best conversations ever. These are our new girlfriends for life. Yeah, like, I can't even tell you how amazing it was. And then Stephanie Mae Wilson, our thought leader. Stephanie, wow, May Wilson. event days come so fast. Yeah, event days are. It's such a crazy day because mm -hmm. you know we're prepping and Steph and I really like to take our time we like to really like take a moment have a lot of peace and quiet look at our questions and our thoughts and what do we want to share with the womanhood what do we want to ask our thought leader what's the value etc cetera, etc cetera. and I just feel like the second we land in these cities it's like we blink and it's here yeah <laughs> but our thought leader Stephanie Mae Wilson yeah. I mean first of all when she walked through the door I was like she looks like a Barbie doll She's yeah, she's gorgeous. gorgeous. She's got this beautiful blonde hair. Yeah. I was like, your hair is so beautiful. And she, you know, it's funny. We we were Instagram friends with mm -hmm. Stephanie. Um, and this was the first time we met in person. And I felt like we just knew her. It's like what you were saying earlier. Nashville girls, I feel like when we meet them, we've known them forever. <laughs> yeah. They make you feel super comfortable so quick. It's yes. just phenomenal. Stephanie May Wilson is very special. She has yeah. this... You know, we talk a lot about aura, and she definitely has mm -hmm. a friend aura. Like yeah. you're saying, she's we're like friends. your best friend. Like she's best like, friend she in the door, like best for friend. life, like yes. forever. And she's just so sweet and welcoming and warm. And that night together with the millennial women of Nashville was it was very inspirational with the women because first of all, did you notice this? This was the first talk that girls they took out notebooks. Mm -hmm. And we're making notes. Did you yeah. notice that? I did. I did. I thought that was so interesting. That was interesting. I had never seen that in any of the other cities. For me, what I loved the most was the room, you know, this was a different vibe. In mm -hmm. New York, it was definitely like, I'm here and I have a voice and I'm right. ready. Nashville was, I'm here, but I want to listen and let me see if I can speak right. on it or I'm not sure. Right. And so you felt like that, um... And I think Mel and I are very intuitive and we definitely felt the room a little, not rigid. That's not the word I want to use, but just reserved, reserved. Yes. And Stephanie was, was speaking amazingly. Mm -hmm. You know, she has always such great knowledge in her journey itself is so inspiring. But there is a real magical moment when Stephanie Mae Wilson mm -hmm. takes off her shoes, literally takes off her shoes. She curls <laughs> up on the couch and she shares with us one of her biggest secrets mm -hmm. of insecurities. Mm -hmm. Something that she has dealt with that was her biggest insecurity. And she shared that with us. 
The minute that she did that, I felt the room become so warm. Mm -hmm. It was this energy. It was so magnetic and it was so, for me, it was magic. And it just proves the fact that when you are brave enough to share something so deep and personal, somebody else is going to relate to that for sure. Yeah. And it proved because that encouraged other women to now speak and share their stories exactly. and finally release whatever that secret insecurity they may have been holding on to and just finally let it go. Mm -hmm. And we did that that night together. And I loved that. No, it was really a magical moment, like what you said. It really did change the room. Mm -hmm. And I felt like the women then were like, okay, great. We're all girlfriends. It's like a sleepover. We're just going to talk about our things and try to help each other out throughout mm -hmm. our process. And I think Stephanie definitely went there. And what I loved about our conversation was not only did she talk about her single season when she was going through that and finding her faith and how important, you know, her relationship with God is. And really, that's what got her through her journey. But also when we talked about friendships in adulthood, you know, sometimes, you know, you go to school and you have your friends and your best mm -hmm. friend. Then when you graduate and life starts to happen to you, you start to not have friends. Right. Um, and how she maintained her relationships and how she was able to say, you know what, I am going to take that coffee with so-and-so. I am going to sit down. And when I am in that coffee, I'm going to sit down and be totally honest right. about what I'm going through. I'm not going to put a face in a front and pretend that I've got it all together mm -hmm. because I don't. And I need to have a relationship. I need to have relationships with other women. They need to be, I need to have friends. Mm -hmm. Because especially not now that she's married, but especially when you're married, it's you and your husband. But who else are you going to talk to? Right. And she's from Colorado. She's not from Nashville. So how do you build friends? Mm -hmm. How do you build relationships if you don't step out of your comfort zone? Mm -hmm. And it gets scary because especially within our female community, sometimes we get those little bad seeds of women where they don't support you mm -hmm. or they judge you which is horrible because you just want to be able to be honest and tell your story. And it's so funny because honestly, we had no idea all these girls had connections to each other, but yeah. Stephanie and Hannah are friends. Yes. And when she first moved to Nashville, um, you know, she had coffee with Hannah and she expressed in our talk, like I took that coffee and one day I just, I let it out. I started crying. I was just having such a bad time. And then Hannah wrote her back a letter like a week later just saying, thank you for trusting me with your vulnerability. Yeah, it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. And I just feel like sometimes, I, and I can speak to this too, very reserved. I just feel like that's when they know that's where they can get me. Mm -hmm. And I can tend, I tend to be reserved for that reason, but she taught us not to do that. Right. That's actually limiting yourself. That's hurting yourself. Don't do that. Yeah. I also like that she said, you have to put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to, although you don't want to go out per se, you don't want to get ready. You don't want to socialize because right. Netflix and chilling feels so amazing. <laughs> and yes, to a certain extent, that's great. Me time cuddled up on the couch is fantastic. But, you know, we are social beings. We have to go out there. We have to meet other people. That's how we grow. Yeah. You know, relationships are, are such an important aspect in our lives and in our own personal development. Yeah. You know, relationships make us thrive. Friendships make us thrive. And so the way that she was expressing her friendships and that there is this huge possibility that everyone can form incredible friendships that leave them fulfilled made me so excited. Yep. You know, and made me very optimistic about 
what we're doing with the global womanhood and the big dream of that, you know, of really truly creating bonds and connections with other women and how powerful that is and um, how incredible that might feel as well. It was amazing. It was such an inspiring night. I mean, really, the millennial women of Nashville were just incredible. Yeah. And so then the next day, we had our mentor episode. But get this. Our mentor episode was recorded in a cupcake shop, okay, called the Cupcake Collection, which is owned by our mentor, Mignon Francois. And let me tell you the smell. I wish you guys could just smell that building that room that area i mean the smell of cupcakes is just to die i remember walking into <laughs> i remember walking into the podcast um recording episode in this fabulous shop which actually was her house before yes. but now is her bakery of the cupcake collection which is literally number 1 in nashville mm-hmm. opening up a second uh, um shop in new orleans She's amazing. The Cupcake Collection, if you're in Nashville ever and New Orleans, please go and try their cupcakes. Amazing. But the smell. Yes, it's so good. The smell was just so... Yeah, this is why I had three cupcakes afterwards. <laughs> it really... Um, well, you had the sweet potato cupcake, which was so oh different gosh. and unique. What was that life-changing <laughs> thing? I need it again. It was so good. The Cupcake Collection, Sweet Potato Cupcake, you're never going to regret it. Like, you're never going to regret it. And sometimes they sell out, so definitely go early. So when we started our conversation with Mignon, first of all, I found out about Mignon, which I said in the podcast, I was opening up the bank account for Millennial Women, and I saw this article, how a woman with $5 turned it into $10 million. Guys, of course, I'm going to open up the article. Hello. (laughs) So I'm reading this article and I'm literally moved, like emotional of this woman's story. And of course, I find her on Instagram. I write her a DM. I'm like, you're so amazing. And, you know, we've been chatting back and forth here and there. And so when we were going to Nashville, I'm like, Steph, she's got to be our mentor. Mm -hmm. And, oh my gosh, I can't even tell you. It was life-changing. Life-changing changing we barely spoke we barely asked any questions it was the first interview that we really didn't have any questions we literally sat down (laughs) i remember in her office which used to be her bedroom Mm -hmm. but we sat down in her office and on the floor yep and um, we were like two little girls just like (laughs) looking up at her in awe because she really Her testament, her story is so powerful. It's so powerful. Like this, it's so hard to pick a favorite, but this, this is one of those that's up there. I mean, it was. Well, you were in tears the the entire time. Ladies, I was so embarrassed. I've never done this in my life. I just, I, I cry. I'm a Pisces, so I'm emotional. (laughs) I definitely cry, but I've never cried in front of somebody I don't know. Right. You know, and, and in such a, such a place of professionalism because you know we're there to do a podcast and but you guys I was just I could not control myself I was literally everything she was speaking I could not stop crying and then after we wrapped our podcast we stayed in the cupcake collection for an additional two hours well we were there the whole day we were there the whole day we got there at 11 a.m and we, we left, left, like, around 4. Yes, We're crazy. like, I'm so sorry for taking so much of your time. And it was like, the time just went rolling. It, went. it just went. And everything yeah. that she spoke about, you know, I got so emotional 
in the beginning of the podcast when she talked about um, finding a home for her family. So she has six children, six amazing kids. Um, she was married at the time and her, you know, her then husband had found this home for them. And I think the home was a little over a hundred thousand dollars, but it was like a, a beat up home, like, which ended up being the cupcake collection today, which is so interesting. But, um, she was, they couldn't afford the home. And for some reason she knew that God had that home for her. And she would take some dirt from the soil the soil from the location of the home and she put it in a Ziploc bag and she put it in her Bible and she prayed on it. And that visual, like that statement, I visualized it in my brain of how like it looked. Mm -hmm. And it got me so emotional yeah. because it's like when you know that something's for you, it's like you just so believe it and you manifest it in your life. And it did become their home, which then became her business. Mm -hmm. And her whole story is she had such a journey. But every time she hit a roadblock, she said, let me tell you about God. Because he always showed up for her. Always showed up for her. But I'll tell you, and I told her this on the podcast, but she is one of the most powerful people on earth. And I think that we all have the ability to become that. And what I mean by powerful is because she has the power to manifest things that she truly believes in. Mm -hmm. But that's because she truly believes it. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people say, I want this, I want that, I believe in it, I believe in it. But one thing is to say it, but one thing is to truly believe. And she truly believes. But she well, has the best self-awareness ever because right. I think that that's super important. And I think when you really believe in something, it's because you're self-aware. You know that that's either where you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to have, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Right. And she just in that story of picking up the soil and putting it in her Bible and truly praying on that. And she prayed on it, but she trusted. Mm -hmm. She wasn't crying or depressed about it or none of that. But this is the secret to believing. This is the difference between saying that you believe and still worrying, still being depressed, still carrying that negativity that comes and the anxiety of quote-unquote believing. No, no, that's not believing. Mm -hmm. Believing is, I believe this is for me. I'm going to leave this right here. I'm going to pray about it. And then I'm going to believe, so I let go. Yep. And F, and she proves that that's the truth in believing. And that's the way to get what you want in life. Mm -hmm. When something is for you, you believe in it. You do what you got to do. And then you let it go. Because exactly. if it's for you, it's going to happen. Well, that famous quote, let go and let God. Yep. That's exactly it. But you just said something that was so spot on. She never moped. No. She never moped. Like this woman... I mean, please listen to this episode. We don't want to give it away. No. This woman went through so much that you yeah. were to think she would never make it. Because, I mean, she, everything you could possibly think of, right. she went through it. Yep. This woman, never depressed, never moped around. No. That's why that quote, I love that she said that. Let me tell you about God. Because every single time she hit a roadblock, there he was, stepping right in. He goes, I got you. But she knew that. She knew that. And that's yep. true faith. That's true faith and that's true believing. Mm -hmm. And so if anything that Mignon Francois is, is that she is a powerful woman mm -hmm. because of that. Mm -hmm. And she inspired me to the core. Yes. She completely motivated me to a point that when I got out of Nashville, I felt internally fulfilled. And 
you know, going back to the beginning of this episode when Mel mentioned what I had said when I came back, and it's the truth. I haven't felt like this in a long time, but my experience in Nashville, especially my conversation with Mignon, transformed me in a way that I actually am not afraid of dreaming again. She really inspired me to dream mm-hmm. again because I always was a dreamer. I mean, we all are. Mm-hmm. We are all dreamers. But then, you know, societies, cultures, responsibilities, they change all of these dreams because now, you know, you're living in different realities, etc. But for me, it was I started fearing dreaming because I f- was becoming disappointed when they weren't happening. Right. And so when my dreams were not flourishing or becoming reality, although I was working hard in it, mm-hmm. I became extremely discouraged. Mm-hmm. And to the point that I didn't even want to dream anymore. I just right. wanted to play it safe. Right. Mind you, this was before Millennial Women. <laughs> because Millennial Women was my push to start dreaming again, to right. start having those ambitions. And then let me tell you about God, like Mignon Francois, and, you know, we're four cities in, so I definitely God has our back, and I feel his presence in everything that we're doing with millennial women. But it was just the cherry on top meeting Mignon. So I was already on a, like, feeling really good about millennial women and starting to dream again, and then meeting Mignon Francois, hearing her story, deeply moved me, and it was for me so aligned it had it was an experience that was for a reason and for a purpose and nothing is by mistake we were there at that time on that day for a reason and so wow no she's amazing and she really proved one of my one of my theories that I have that I truly believe that we work for God Mm -hmm. you know I really truly believe that our dreams and our goals and ambitions do not come from us I believe they come from God. They're a gift given to us to execute his plan. You know, we are all here to move the human race forward. That is our job. So when we go and we leave this earth, we have to leave behind the work that we did for him, you know. And sometimes when you don't execute the gift that was given to you, it needs to be given to somebody else because the job has to get done. So that's why you should never allow fear or doubt or anything get in the way of what you want to do and what you want to be. But always remember that it's not yours. We don't own this, you know, making this podcast, you know, she had said it. She said, you think that this podcast, you guys just started it because just because mm-hmm. she's like, this podcast is happening for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, she validated a lot of points. She validated so much for us. And I know anybody that listens to that episode, you're going to grab something that's going to speak to you because God speaks through her. Exactly. And he uses people to speak to us mm-hmm. all the time. All the time. And so... We strongly encourage you to listen to that episode. That please. episode, please. It is one of the most powerful episodes that we have yes. on our in season one for sure. But season one, we're wow, in, we did it! Wow, season. I can't even believe it. I'm like season one. This is our our final recap episode uh, before we finish off Miami. It's been such an amazing journey, millennial women. We have truly been transformed by meeting each and every one of you. And also on the Instagram and our Mm -hmm. social media, we always stay connected through there. And it's been so powerful because that's 
we're so much more connected now yeah. than ever before. And so we encourage you to please continue connecting with us through social as well as listening to our podcast episodes. We appreciate it so much because we're going through this all together. We are a generation all over the world going through the same exact things at the same time. But the difference is we're doing it all together. And how incredible is that? It's amazing. I love that you say that, Steph, because it's so true. You know, there's so many of us all over the world. And it's an honor to get to meet you sometimes in person when we have our events or online. You know, those DMs, I've met so many people Mm -hmm. and so many incredible women. And I'm so fortunate. We're so fortunate to get to sit down and hear your voices and speak to you through the internet or in person. And this has been one crazy ride. One crazy ride. A crazy ride, but so fulfilling. So fulfilling. And so we are so excited. Season two is coming. (laughs) And we can't wait to announce the new cities that we'll be going to in 2019. But for now, we truly appreciate each and every one of you. And all of your support is so appreciated. And we love you. Thank you so much. If you are listening right now through Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to leave us a review. It would mean so much to us. This really helps us actually make more episodes for you all. So just take a quick moment, leave us a review. It would be amazing. But millennial women, thank you so much for an incredible first season. And we can't wait to talk to you guys again in season two. See you in 2019. Until next time, MWs. Always love. Melissa. And Stephanie Carcace.